ago. Hello, welcome to Pursue Dreams, the podcast of Pursue Scholars, where we will dive deep into the inspiring stories of young urban leaders who are turning their dreams into reality. I'm your host and the executive director of Pursue Scholars, Clive Cragen, and I'm excited to take you on this incredible journey. And joining us today is our producer, Kate Ward, a longtime friend in Atlanta. Hi, Clive. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, I'm excited to explore the unique backgrounds, aspirations, and experiences of these remarkable young individuals who have been a part of our Pursue Scholars family. Get ready to be inspired, laugh, and celebrate with us as we share the successes and many challenges of our scholars and alumni pursuing higher education and a brighter future. And if you want to know more about how we do what we do, visit us at PursueScholars.org. Thanks, Kate. So everybody sit back, relax, and join us as we celebrate these stories and the pursuit of their dreams. Good morning, evening, afternoon, depending upon where you are in the world. This is uh, a podcast for Sue Scholars, and we, and my name is Clive Cragen, and I'm here with Kate Ward and Madeja Sims. Madeja is a Pursue alum of, I believe, 2021? Yes, I just graduated 21. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So we're excited to have her on, and we will move forward. Kate, if you would open us up in just a brief word of prayer, we'll, we'll get going. Yep. Okay, dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to be together, um, even virtually. And um, I pray that you would um, give Clive and I wisdom of um, how you want to work in this interview and Medeja uh, just a piece and um, uh, relaxing of just answering from her heart. And just thank you for her willingness to be recorded. And um, I just pray that you just, um, we honor you with this conversation and that you will use it after. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Madeja, tell us a little bit about where you grew up, your family. I know you're from Chicago. Just a little bit about yourself and kind of your background. Yeah. Um, yes, I did. I grew up on the south side of Chicago in Inglewood um, since I was, I mean, yeah, that's why I was born and raised. And I am the fourth out of six, but the first to go to college and graduate oh, with no debt. Congratulations. Thank you. And to graduate with no debt at all, it's just been a huge blessing. Um, currently, I, well, actually in the past, I grew up uh, going through a lot of nonprofits um, and just learning from them. And I would say that's what my introduction, introduction of faith has started. Um, but now, currently, I am working on the west side of Chicago in high school as a learning specialist and getting my master's in special education. Yes. Wow. That's great. Thank you. Um, so as you were growing up, I know you connected with uh, By the Hand mm-hmm. um, and maybe some others. So as you were in, hitting into high school and beginning to think about college, yeah. What kind of, what you know, when somebody would say college and they would talk to you about it, what what did that do or how how that make you feel or what was kind of going on inside your head? Yeah, so um, within that program, by the hand, I know they talked about, of course, faith was first, um, but they did talk about us just dreaming as young kids and um, being able to, like, tell us, like, the steps we needed to go and helping us create like visions and things like that. 
but outside, like before, like out of hand, and even high school, because I went to Noble Network High School, which is where I work. But so like college driven. So I feel like I was exposed a lot to like college. Like as soon as I graduated from grammar school, it was just like, okay, this is like the route you should go, you know. Um, and what drove me that way is I just, in my mind, I just thought it was the next step to be able to like reach my dream, which I thought my dream was working nonprofit. But then I started doing that um, and I just was like, yeah, this is not what God wanted me to do. So I ended up leaving nonprofit and going into education. But um, I actually was a noble student. So I applied to nine different colleges without Taylor and I got into all nine colleges and I had scholarships but I wasn't I didn't have like enough that would push me to like know which one I wanted to go to first um but then I got introduced to Act 6 from by the hand and it was it was new in Chicago I think we was a cadre three or four yeah so it was like pretty new and I actually was doubting the process. Like I literally applied the night that it was due, did the application. And I was like, the only way I can really get through this, the my team leader was saying like, just like, you need to write this essay. So I was like, okay, I might not get it. It's probably not like the correct grammar and stuff like that. So I just like started sharing my heart out um, in the essay that we had to write. And that next day it was just like oh you've been accepted to the next phase which I was like so excited I started telling everybody at school and about a hand and everyone was really supporting that so I was just saying like okay this must be God plan so I went through and I made it <laughs> and got the scholarship and I think I was the only one in my class to have a scholarship this way like full ride literally had to not cover anything um so that was a huge blessing to me and my family in general yeah so finances obviously were an obstacle yeah as you thought of yeah it was funny because in high school I always ever since high school I don't know why maybe because it was just like my life struggle I always told myself like I didn't want my mom to have to pay for anything so it was like the school fees. I was not expecting it to go that far in college, to be honest. It was just like the high school fees. I was just starting small. Um, and so I was like, I need to like find ways to make money. She didn't want me to work either. So like just since then, I always just been an independent person. Um, so this was, it was a huge blessing to get X6. And it really made a huge impact in my life today. Yeah. Um, so you got connected through to to uh, pursue scholars through by the hand and introduced to act six as a which is a for those listening that is a partnership between uh, an organization kind of through degrees of change and Taylor University and pursue scholars where they where they provided a full tuition plus need and so students had an opportunity what did uh, Madeja what did you study at Taylor I studied public relations it is very good story okay. to that because I always thought because I was surrounded so much from by the hand, I was doing speeches. I was like my mentor was the founder of by the hand. So I was super engaged and I think I just didn't get my chance to like really listen to God and like 
intentionally listen to what he wanted me to go. So I just kept like thinking like, oh, I'm gonna do nonprofit, I'm gonna do nonprofit. So I chose public relations because I was just good at networking. Um, but then after I graduate and I started working in, I worked at three different nonprofits within like six months. And I was like, it just, everything kept shutting down. Like I just had negative thoughts while working in that, in that area. And it, at me, I was not listening to God when he was telling me, no, like, don't do it. Like, this not the way I want you to go. And it was funny because I applied to no actually to twice and I got denied twice. But then the third time they actually called me back to come. So I was like, that's why I needed to be. And like, even my first day working here, like I wasn't even nervous. It was just like flow so naturally. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you can place yourself back, uh, that back to when you first showed up on the Taylor campus. Yes. When you first were there and got dropped off, and this is like, I'm here to go to school. What were you thinking? Oh, that's a good question. What were you feeling? Um, G rated. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was it was different. Of course, it was different because a lot of us grew up like I was one. I was also there by myself, so I didn't have any parents or anything with me. So I feel like uh, when I was there, it was just. It was a different setting that I was not expecting because especially growing up black in inner city, you get introduced and saying stuff like HBCUs and the importance of sororities and fraternities and stuff. So in my mind, that's what I'm excited about. But when I go there, it's like the whole opposite. Um, like we really feel like the minorities <laughs> on campus, even the first day. So I was honestly pretty nervous but the way to get me to feel comfortable is just like connecting with one person. Um, so I think I started connecting with one of the workers there and like the other students who work there. I mean, not work there. Yes, work there, but also go there. Um, we just started talking to them and listen to their stories and them motivating us. But I honestly didn't know, did not know if I wanted to say that, to be honest, when I did go when I did go to the campus. Um, but also I had to think a lot about like the opportunities that will come with it if I do go there. Maybe because I'm just a person who just think far ahead, like my plans. So like, will I be able to be here? Like my family on the other hand, they was like, yeah, girl, don't do it. <laughs> like, as I told them about the campus, they was like, uh -uh, Madeja, you should go to like, they would just recommend me other schools that were just more diverse. I think intentionally not just the diverse, but also just more opportunities and stuff like that, exposure. So, yeah. The question is, was I thinking? <laughs> That's much. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a, I mean, it was like, night. it was just a huge world shift. I mean, it may only be three and a half hours. From yeah. Chicago. But it feels a lot. Yeah, further. I know I wanted to uh, go farther for school, um, but I honestly, all the schools I got accepted to, I wasn't expecting uh, to end up making Taylor my decision. It was like a very last minute, like, yeah, change. So, think what were some of the things, the supports, or the, uh, or and the different people who kind of 
were part of your support network that got you through that experience? Um, Pursue Scholars was definitely one. They definitely, you guys, checked in on us so much um, with the calls. And also we did workshops on campus, which even, I think, that helped build our relationships together, like as students, our cadre. So that was pretty helpful to like be able to push each other. Um, I feel like our cadre was pretty close. Um, and then you can tell by junior, senior year, everyone was getting busy. But it's like, as soon as we saw each other, we still had that like at home feeling. Um, so definitely them. I am a by the hand for sure. I definitely had times when I was like, I wanna go home. Um, but the only way I got to campus was because the hand took me. So it was just like, who's going to come get you? <laughs> so I had to finish college. Um, that's one. But also in like Faith of Journey, Danita, of course. Um, yeah. Now, Danita had a, was it a weekly? Yeah, or weekly. A weekly. This is, a, yeah. And she expected you to be at the be there for the phone yeah, call, right? Yes. So yeah, we talked weekly every Saturday um, for check-ins, uh, mentally, spiritually, even academically. Even if she can't help me, it's just like, okay, Madeja, like, what do you need to get done? So reminding me about them, like small goals, um, but also prayer. We always end with a prayer or just how my life is, um, like with Christ, which my faith was a huge impact at Taylor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I touched everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I just am really, uh, I, I have much, much props to Danita for making that a priority. Yeah. Um, because I think things like that go a long way. Um, if nothing else, you know, you have to check in and sometimes the very act of checking in and talking through things with somebody helps you gain clarity and perspective on whatever's going on. Uh, and so that is. Yeah, honestly, I, honestly, from our relationship, it made me, um, it made me like, I, I guess, crave more of like mentorship. So I think that's also what helped me on campus because like now, like I stayed in contact with so many like leaders, even on campus, like, not even like professors, not well, one professor, but not even like professors, but like workers who work outside of like the classrooms. And it's like people who I can go to all the time on campus, like even during the week. So I think because of our relationship, it makes, it drives me more with mentorship in life in general. So always like creating my own circle to motivate me to get through things. Madeja, so a lot of us would quit something that's hard. I think actually that's probably the easier mm -hmm. thing. So what would you say to students? You went, you talked about opportunity. And sometimes when you have opportunity, you have to kind of work through maybe the hardness of a situation. What, what words would you say to someone that just needed some encouragement with perseverance? Um, I would say the verse that got me through the four years is I can do all things without, I mean, all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is the main verse me and my mentor talked through. Um, like I talked through before, like I mentioned before, um, finding your own network of people who you know will push you. Um, even if it is hard, it's like you should find, not even just find, like even if God likes showing them 
towards you to be open to accept that person, you know, and ask like, how is this person helping me to get through like this struggle that I'm going through? Or just like, how are they helping me in life in general? You know, um, because I feel like me getting through hard things is just supportive people around me and faith, of course. So yeah, just having, of course, having grit. I went to a high school where we had to push through and get things done, like discipline and things like that. Like, oh, if I can like do these things in life or like all this like trauma I went through and I can get through that, of course I can like get through four years of learning, you know? So um, even using your own story to motivate you to get through the hard things, like, okay, I've been through worse. Like, if they can do it, I can do it. That's how I get through things, especially when I fear things. Even if it's, like, activity things, that's what I have to tell myself at least three times to get through it. Like, okay, if this person can do it, I can do it, you know? Going into education, looking into the future, what would you define as success in your educational career? That's a very good question. I actually was thinking that. Um, I would say success is growth. Like, if you grow in that something, like, success is not just being famous or being well-known or having all these things. Like, say, every year on my birthday, I set a goal list um, for some things I want to accomplish at that age. And if I am able to, like, check it off or just show progress, that is success to me. So if people say I'm successful, I would say yes, because I reached these goals to get to where I am. So just setting goals for yourself and checking it off, that is success to me. So after graduation, you returned to Chicago, um, started working. What made you, um, I mean, what about education is draws you in? I mean, uh, so you, and now you're pursuing your master's. It's obviously something you thought long and hard about, but what is it about what you're doing that um, has really resonates with you? Um, the stories, I would say, um, spending time with the students. Like, I, I, I actually, it was funny because literally growing up, people always told me, like, you should work with kids. You should be a teacher. And I always say, like, no. Like, I want to mentor and I want to, uh, like, work with kids, but I don't want to work in a classroom. <laughs> so it's just so funny how I denied that for so long, most of my life. And then I got here and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is why I belong. Um, but yeah, it's mainly the stories. I feel like working here at the, I work at a high school and was um, what makes it like good or what makes it like feels good, like I'm like really doing what I'm supposed to do is like when I talk to the students and even like when I connect with them on those levels, like um, like me growing up in Inglewood and them growing up on the West Side, it's like, of course we have similarities. So being able to like understand them too, like even if the teacher don't and I'm there and it's like speaking up for them when the teacher can't hear them you know? So all those things just feel like so natural. 10 years from now, what do you see yourself? 10 years from now, I see myself owning something. I don't know, but I am owning something. Cause at first I was like, oh, I, I wanted to, I wanted to like start a nonprofit and that's still like a dream. That's still the dream I want, but I don't see as much drive as I did before. 
I think because I'm in an education role. So now I'm, I honestly been thinking of like more leadership roles in education. I don't know specifically what, but I feel like because it just feels so um, natural, I want to like grow in that way. So that's what made me decide to get my master's in education. Yeah, well, I commend you for that. That's, mm-hmm. that's really cool. And that you're back at the same school you mm-hmm. went to and are investing in the next generation. Yes. Um, Absolutely. If you were to talk to somebody who's connected to pursue, whether it's somebody who gives or is connected, what would, what would what would you say to them about why they should support and pray for and uh, partner with Pursuit? Um, I would say because one thing someone told me is when it helped me was like even if it's not even if you can't save all the kids, at least it's like one child. So um, just noticing how much you can impact, not for the whole world, but one person, it's just very powerful and it will give them, it will have them go farther than they think they can go. Um, If like someone can help me, like with this big, um, with this, for instance, like the uh, finance, like because Pursue helped me in some way or donors helped me get from high school to finish college with no debt, I'm able to have like a bigger dream to do something else and to like keep like trying to reach that goal of like trying to get out of, how to explain it? Trying to get out of like the cycle basically. So their donations have helped me get out the cycle, (laughs) the priority cycle. And I don't want to go back. And I think with them, it's like make my goals like big. I mean, make my dream bigger and have like more goals for myself. Yeah. It's good. I'm excited to see you in 10 or 15 years. Me too. Me too. We all are. <laughs> we, all are. we ready. I am excited. <laughs> That's true. Thank you. We sincerely thank you for listening to another episode of Pursue Dreams. If you were as moved by these stories as I am, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback is important to us, and it will help us to continue to bring these inspiring stories to you. And what's cool about these journeys is that they are really honest with us about both the ups and the downs. But these students with determination and support, I feel like anything is possible for them. If you know a student who could benefit from this program, or if you'd like to get involved by volunteering or giving, visit our website at PursueScholars.org. And until next time, keep pursuing dreams and investing in the young leaders around you. Thank you for listening. Until next time.